Obviously they do. Obviously they do. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, people. You are now tuned into the greatest podcast in the world. Or at least the known universe. That's right. You are here at Theatrical Conjecture and Dissertation. A fancy name for an unfancy show. Or TCAD, as we call it for short. I am your host, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from Southern California, and with me as always, via Skype, from Louisiana, is <laughs> Ms. Jere Stewart. How are you doing, Ms. Stewart? I'm doing alright, Mr. Chambers. Wonderful! <laughs> oh, alright, alright. Where should we, actually, I know where we're going to begin. We have to begin with a correction from our last podcast. Because when we were talking about the uh, Guy Pierce and and that movie, uh, uh, what what should have been the next uh, Snake Plissken movie, mm-hmm. we were calling it Lock Up. Actually, Lock Up was a Sylvester Stallone movie in which he was uh, in prison, and then the warden came in. The warden hated him and wasn't going to let him get out when he was supposed to be. And but Stallone was like, "Screw that! I'm getting out to go see my daughter." It's right. Started, Star Donald Sutherland, great movie. Actually, the Guy Pierce movie is called Lockout. Lockout, that's what it's called. Lockout. Uh, so, I mean, he should have been a snake plissken in space. Lockout. Is lockout exactly? But I do want to say though, have you seen Lockup? <laughs> no. Great Stallone movie. Really, Lockout. Listen. Besides the Rocky series, aside from Rocky Five, Rocky V, yeah, forget that. That does not exist. And <laughs> aside from the first Rambo, the second one, and then this last Rambo, there are three slow movies you have to, have to, have in your, if not in your library, you you have to have seen them. One is Lockup. Two is Cobra. Three is I've over. seen Cobra. Cobra, good. The third yeah. one is Over the Top. <laughs> Okay. Those three movies, awesome. Especially over the top, over the top arm wrestling. Come on. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover for the DVD. It it's looks awesome, like something it? that was spray airbrush painted on the side of a van. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's got like a shirt half off. His big old arm is right there. Yeah, his arm is bigger than his head. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was arm wrestling. You don't understand. His name was Lincoln Hawk. Hawk. And when he would go, when he would go to the arm wrestling competition, he'd take his hat and he'd turn it around because then he'd become a truck, <laughs> and he wouldn't feel any pain. He's a trucker. He's, yeah, he's a trucker. Oh, he's, he's a struggling trucker who's trying to rebuild his life after the death of his wife. Oh, so I'm telling you. <laughs> and he's got to win this arm wrestling competition to make amends with his son. Boom. <laughs> that isn't typical. Quintessential eighties movie. I don't know what is. It's pretty awesome. How does one make an amends by winning an arm wrestling competition? Listen, it's a man thing. You you <laughs> you won't understand the bonding that will take place there. Man business. <laughs> Total man business. Really. <laughs> so those are three. You you now you you so you have to go see Over the Top mm-hmm. and you have to see Lockup. Right on. Trust me. 
I think I'll just make a night and watch Cobra too. Like watch them all in order that they were shot in. I, yeah, you know what? That's actually a good idea. I think I think you and Mark, boom. You know what? I bet you anything. He's got all three of these movies on the shelf. <laughs> I know he has Cobra, and I'm pretty sure he's got the other two. Then you need to go grab those suckers and give them a watch. They are awesome. Trust me. I am killing in my fantasy football league. We didn't even... This is week one of the fantasy football league. No, no, no. Real football. Like in England. Wait, you mean football? Yeah. Soccer? No, sorry. That's that's what that's what assholes call it. Jukebox. I'm going to put $7 worth of Hoobastank in it. But speaking of actual quality movies, quality movies, I did finally go see Thor The Dark World. Oh, yeah? yeah have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. I saw it. Enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, you stay after the initial credits to sort of see that little transition to the next movie, see what's going on. But um, uh, Marvel's got this thing down pat, man. They got the system. They uh, really do have it just as a machine now. Yeah, and and I I think the, the genius in what they did is they said, you know what, we're not just going to do. Strictly standalone movies, like we're just not gonna have characters. Just let them do whatever crazies. Like this movie will be based off of you know this story, and we'll just take this movie and make it based off this story. They said we're actually just gonna create a universe to where like every movie is like a different episode, you know, in mm-hmm. this universe that will have maybe not necessarily like direct tie-ins. But we'll have those, you know, tangent tie-ins that will come together in the Avengers movies. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, it's it's absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Because then each one, when when you go in and watch it, it it has a it doesn't have to have like this. It, it doesn't have to create this uh, it doesn't have to create its own self-contained universe in other words you know what I mean it works as say a standalone episode of the X-Files but it definitely feeds into the overall mythology of the story right right. that's what I'm saying and it it helps it helps that when you start watching it things almost sort of piece together like okay they're building a quilt oh they are wait no they are let's 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 think of something Manlier? Yeah, quilt. (laughs) Now, I I have a question for you. Do you think that at this point, DC has missed the bus? I mean, they're definitely late to the party, but I feel like since Marvel definitely has this down to a science at this point, and we are almost a decade invested, has DC missed the bus? I'm going to say no if they make quality. If you make quality, people will go and and watch it and be cool with it. If you make garbage like Green Lantern, Green Lantern. it'll start turning people off from the DC side of things. Mm-hmm. And they'll just be like, eh. I mean, we had this, you know, brilliant because even, Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman. Right. However, it doesn't work. Because Batman, as was made by Christopher Nolan, is not going to feed into a larger DC universe 
if they want it's it's its own thing. So they're basically going to have to start from scratch if they want to go. I, I think they'll they'll start from scratch, but they'll take they'll take the it's it's like what they did with the Superman. They they took the lessons of Christopher Nolan's Batman. They're like, okay, we got to feed it into the real world. We have to give it some. We have to give things a kind of a uh, a plausible reasoning behind it. Even if we change certain things, if your reasoning makes sense, it's like okay, you know. Well, do you think it would serve them to try to follow this Marvel model, or oh, to I just guess. absolutely? Ab- I mean, if they, if they could find a way to 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 tweak it, although it looks like they're going to follow point by point because they want their main hub movie to be a Justice League movie, mm-hmm. you know, and then they want. All the These other feeder mo- movies. Exactly. Now, they didn't really do much of a good job with that Green Lantern movie because there was nothing there that seemed to feed into that. anything else. Anything else. But then again, all they had was just the Batman trilogy, and again, that wasn't really going to feed into the Justice League universe per se. But the Superman one here is a good start, and then the Batman and Superman, uh, if it's hopefully done well. And, enter- and most of all, just make sure it's entertaining. If that works, then I think I think DC's like can, can be on a, on on a good roll. But they're gonna have to they're gonna have to really um, they're gonna have to work to make sure that that they put out good quality and and they and they they have to have um, a compelling enough uh, characters and story, you know. I mean, Marvel got lucky because they had Iron Man and they got Robert Downey for that. They had the Captain America and and um, what's his name, Chris Evans, who turned out to be great. And they had Thor with uh, Hemsworth, who, I mean, again, guys that that people bought absolutely as that. And then in the Avengers, then they introduced a different kind of like a Hulk that people really dug. So mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they struck like a gold. I'm going to say they got lucky with those actors because people... They got a chemistry, like, gold mine. Gold. Now, I think Henry Cavill Superman was fine. I think Ben Affleck as the older Batman should be fine as well. But those are two iconic characters that are always going to bring in fans. You know, Mm -hmm. once they start doing things like, be it Wonder Woman or The Flash or whoever... You're gonna, Ant-Man. <laughs> you know, you're going to need... I think Ant-Man's Marvel. You are right. Right. But... but I just saw somebody... I just saw that we're doing yeah. an Ant-Man movie. But if they decide, say, decide to do, like, another, you know, Green Lantern or whatever, they're going to need actors who can, you know, have some sort of charisma to capture people to make them interested. You know what I mean? Or else Marvel is just going to... Step Do you think they should focus more on the Justice League and less on these standalone movies? Because until like until they find the ones that work and the ones that don't, like maybe do them instead of working from the outside in the way Marvel did, working from the inside out. I think what they should do is they can do both. But what you have to do is you have to make sure, though, that your your standalones still create a compelling uh, a, a compelling enough character. I mean, you've got to take character. In other words, you have to pick and choose the characters that you can create 
a compelling enough um, um, uh, that will get people behind him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. know if you can take Plastic Man and make him uh, – if that's enough that people will, you know, line up to pay $12, 13 Martian Manhunter. Or, you know, maybe Martian I don't, – I don't know, but can you create, you know uh, – it's like, like look, with, with Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, again, I think Marvel got lucky because those are huge characters. And they, they created storylines for them that, you know, you, you want to go and, and see. Here's my thing. I want to see a Justice League movie. And oh, I am really tired of waiting around while they squander and wallow and wring their hands and pick in their asses over trying to make a Wonder Woman movie. Listen, listen. I love Wonder Woman. I mean, obviously. But if... It's Wonder gonna Woman's be tough. this labor. Wonder Woman. Just make tough. a Justice League movie and put her in it. Like I don't. I'm. I feel like yeah. they're trying to and failing at trying to perfect. Well, because they want the casting for these standalone movies, right. and it's making things take forever. But the thing is, the thing is, but they know they have to get it right. You've got to have the right person in there. You have to because if each if they see each person doing three. You know, a contract of three standalones, like, again, like doing Marvel of Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3. I don't want to be the sad old lady going to watch the Justice League movie by the time it comes out. But you, but you have to admit, though, let's go back to Wonder Woman. I'm going to take my grandkids to see the you, Justice League. You have to admit, Wonder Woman is going to be insanely tough because she is a woman wearing these little short shorts and like why a does she have to be wearing this short short that's, that's what i don't that's, understand like that's, why can't she just wear the jeans and you know the sort of bustier and leather jacket wonder woman i'm totally down with that the I realistic guess, real world approach wonder woman you could try that i guess you could try that and, because and, i feel and, like Going with the the what what they when they tried to do that television show and they had her they tried to do a realistic world but she's wearing latex bodysuit like come on man in primary colors <laughs> pull it together <laughs> and the other problem is the, let's face it I think unless they get that girl uh, what's her name um she did haywire uh, she's oh, yeah. uh, uh, a fighter um uh, what is her uh, Gina Yes. That's the one. I don't know. But see, like, here's the thing, though. You can't put one of these these pretty Hollywood women in there because I will not believe, even though she's supposed to be Amazon, Amazon's extra strong, I'm still not going to believe she can kick somebody's butt when she looks like she weighs a buck oh five. I'm not going to buy that either. It's which, like, which is my problem with a lot of television shows. You have all these female cops who are 5'2 and will blow over in a stiff breeze. And... Yeah. I buy her physically as Wonder Woman, but she's not that strong of an actress, I don't think. Okay, now that might be true, but she's got physically, she's gone down. I mean, I'm sure you could put her in, in the costume and she can look the part. Oh, absolutely. Maybe acting-wise she can work on that, but I will... That's why I'm saying maybe if they did a Justice League movie... Now, that's true. And, they, could and, save, they could save her for like a phase two after... We'll get get movie. her some more experience under her belt, you right. know, and 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 rely more on ensemble chemistry and you know the strength of the group rather than 
Because I feel like they're really late to the party with trying to make these standalone movies that work. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. They, they took way too long before jumping, jumping in and, and, and getting... And, and Holy crap, she was an American Gladiator? What? There was a TV show called American Gladiators. Yeah, I know. Oh. I mean, you just sound... Unless you're talking about something totally different. I'm talking about American Gladiators, the show. What about it? She was an American Gladiator. Oh, was she a Gladiator? Yeah, man. What was her name? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> crush. Her name was Crush. Crush. That just makes me like her a whole lot more. <laughs> crush. I'm, I'm sold, man. I'm sold. <laughs> But you, you will, you will definitely. I, I have no doubt you will definitely see uh, a Justice League movie. Uh, well, let me let me backtrack. If Superman Batman works, then you'll you, it, it'll be a guarantee. You, you'll you'll see it. You'll see it if that Superman Batman works. And and honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of psyched now for Superman Batman because I think Ben I like. Affleck is a, a fine choice, but you know um, what's his name? Kevin Smith, you know, had uh, tweeted out that, that he'd seen the costume, and he says it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. the direction they're going. So, I mean, there's rumors that they're gonna, you know, go. Um, it's gonna be like the gray costume, which is kind of cool. That just has that nice big black bat symbol on there, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. So, I think I think that you know. Zack Snyder's doing. I, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll work. Um, and and if it does pull in the numbers that they're hoping for, you, you'll definitely see a, a Justice League movie. Trust me. Uh, what you got here? Hmm? Whoa, that's uh really strong. Super strong. So I only have to drink a little because you know I'm driving. I think you're not supposed to be drinking anything because you're driving, right? No, I'm the designated driver. When you need somebody to drive, I do it. There's an implied value that you might be sober. No, I will be. Like 30 minutes before we're going to leave, you give me the heads up, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll crap the booze out, have a mint, good to go. So, I have a question for you. This is sort of off topic. Um, What do you think about the movie The Best Man Holiday almost beating out Thor in the box office this weekend? Awesome. Can you believe that? Was it like 30, 30 mil? It's pretty intense. Now, like, granted, this is like the second week of Thor, so, you know. This is the second week of Thor. But still, um, but still it's a superhero movie. $38 million it made this week. True. And they, they almost beat out a superhero movie, which is awesome. So, hopefully, hopefully. $30.6 Somebody in in Hollywood is looking and being like, okay, if we if we give a cast that even if it is predominantly African-American, we give them a good, decent, normal movie to be in, people will go and see it. Now, this does, this, now, Best Man Holiday is working off of a, a kind of a fan base that liked the first movie. I don't know, but that was almost 10 years ago at this point, so. That's true. So it was almost 10 years ago, so I'm sure there was a lot of new, you know, new people buying tickets, you know, in there. But hopefully, you know, they'll see that if you know, you, you can have you know predominantly minority cast 
you know, doing, you know, a movie that has been done countless times before, and it'll work just fine. You know, because basically it's 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 like a it's like a buddy film. It's a relationship film. You know, that's been done eighty bajillion times with all sorts of different other casts that are probably mainly you know uh, white actors. It'll work. It's a universal thing. It's a story. That's maybe they'll finally get through their heads. You know, if it's enjoyable, people will go. People will go, and I I feel like also people um, are less opposed to seeing a movie with a predominantly black cast. White people, I would yeah. say. And um, I, I feel like in the past that was the thing, oh, this is a black movie, I'm not going to go see it. So it would, you know, bl- those movies would only play at, like, Magic Johnson Theater, or, you know. Because there were mainly movies that were like, like Baby Boy. Um, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, your, your average 45-year-old, say, you know, white woman from the suburbs, Unless she's kind of curious about what's going on in the hood, maybe she'll go see it. But probably it just doesn't interest her. So I wouldn't blame her for not going. It's like... Hood shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, maybe she ain't interested in hood shenanigans. (laughs) Understandable. But I feel like now, you know, with having, you know, black president and whatnot, that people are more open to seeing black stories as just... These are universal stories about love and relationships, and it doesn't matter that these actors happen to be black. These characters exactly. and these, really, these stories are universal. They, they gave them a universal story. So if you give them a universal story, that same 45-year-old can go, and she's, she's because she knows she's going to see uh, – th- there's, there's a bit of – I'm not going to say it's totally a romantic movie, but it's got that element in there it's of relationships. She's like, I'm a woman. They're Ooh. women. I have college friends that I tried to sleep with. They have college friends <laughs> that they tried to sleep with. Yes, this movie is for me. Boom. You know? <laughs> Boom. House is cool. You know what you should do in this place, Andre? Don't talk about shooting a porno. Shoot a porno. No. I got this buddy. If you talk about Dirty Randy. Dirty I'm Randy. Not. This guy is amazing. I'm not he interested. He scouts locations for pornos. I've used them before. It's great. They mostly clean everything up. I don't want to have people having sex in here. Dude, are you? Somebody's got to have sex in this place. I've had sex in here. Me too. I just jerked off in the bathroom, so that's three of us. I thought you were taking a shit. Yeah, I did both. Same time. Oh, come on, man. What? It's how I work. There is a there's a site that um, it's got uh, it has people who work in the business have submitted notes script notes that they've gotten from from execs. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It's a Twitter. Um, That's it. It's a Twitter. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and can you find the Twitter? Yeah, man. I forget what it is. Oh, it's it's great. Real script notes. Real script notes. I highly suggest everybody. Real script notes. Everybody. Make, here are the the top ones tonight. Make the scene cuter, but don't forget the edginess. (laughs) (laughs) Give me another good one. Give me another one. Give me another one. More, period, tits, period. (laughs) All capital letters. See, this... (laughs) These are the people that creatively just <clears throat> just ruin everything. More tits. Mm-hmm. I dated a girl named Stacy once. She was a whore. Let's make the name Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a note. 
Make them Smurf-like. So make them a Smurf-like race so no one has to feel too bad about themselves. I'm wondering if that's from Avatar. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be amazing? Smurf-like race. Yeah. I think he should stop in a pet store, admire some kittens or puppies, so that he's not always killing people and the audience can like him. <laughs> can, can can you imagine the notes that, that Best Man Holiday got? Oh, I'm sure. Can you make it more urban but less urban? Can you make it more black? I mean, they're not... More black, but not urban. Have you ever been given that note in an audition? I have. Could, I... You, be, could you be blacker? I've gotten, I've gotten, can you just have more fun with it? You know, be more real, like like you are in, in your real life, and then they do the head roll pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> because for how black known you, you do that every time. All talk to the me. time. I mean, you are neck snapping you know, gum popping and the whole Finger thing. in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are so black. It is just crazy. I just, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, they saw my reel. You know what I sound like. I, I have that I did go to college on my resume. It's not like it's a super shock when I sound like I have a vocabulary. I, I just don't understand where that comes from sometimes. Obviously, you weren't being real. I wasn't. I was totally being inauthentic, apparently. <laughs> We're being... I wasn't having enough fun. I was sabot- I was self-sabotaging. My only problem is with the beginning, middle, and end. I like the characters, though. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, the audience think this is gay-gay or funny-gay. Funny-gay, I can get behind. The other stuff, not so much. <laughs> I... This makes me sad. Wow. And these are the people in charge. That's what these I'm saying. These are people in charge of our lives. This makes me sad. I mean, they're not even notes that have to deal with, like, if they're a note that says something like, oh, this seems out of place for that character, or the tone seems to have changed in the story. I'm like, really? They yeah. pro- They probably get paid so much, and, and, and that's their type of, of feedback. I'm like, my God. It's amazing how, how, you know, when you're producing a film, how things change from one stage to the next to the next based on people who have this power that you didn't realize when you started out other people were going to be able to take your power away from you like that. Like, you know, these people who are doing a studio film and they get all this input because this is where the money's come from. But also on the distribution, and you could have, you know, you've made your film, and, and we've run into this a few times where someone's made a film, it's, you know, it's the way they wanted it, they, they made it independently, and then they go to sell it, and the distributor's like, oh, nobody's buying this kind of thing right now. We'll just market it as this other thing. And so, like, all of their marketing, their promotional materials, they change the title, and your film is, or they might even recut the thing, and it's completely unrecognizable from what you shot. And that happens all the time. That's why you can rent a movie from Redbox called, like, Hood Rat Massacre, and it might be a story about some college kids, <laughs> and one happens to get shot. Like, you just don't know. What's up? Whoa. Hold my calls. Bros are meeting. 
What are you doing here, Rafi? What are you doing here, Ruxin? I work here. Me too. You do not. Actually, I don't. I need to talk to you about something. Yeah, but there are three restraining orders on you in this building alone. Yeah, but not on this floor. No, Kim is on this floor. Mike Kim works here? No, Kim Young. Young Kim. No, that's not ah, her name. That's what I called her, though. You woke up in her office naked. Yeah, that was hot. You smelled her hair. Yeah, Garnier Fructis. That's a real weakness for me. I smell that, I go insane. My boner goes crazy. I know. Crazy bone. Hard as ice. Here's a segment that I kind of like called True Hollywood Stories. I'm going to relay this one story. It's not huge, but it's kind of funny. that um, Working on this Disney show with a 7 o'clock call time, so everybody's there. And uh, and one of the main actors isn't. And, you know, people are just kind of hanging out, and, you know, from 7 to 7, 10, 7.15, 7.30. Then they start wow. shooting other stuff, 8 o'clock, 8.30, not, you know, oh, calling his cell phone at his house, nobody's answering. And so then they go, hey, um, they go to me. You can go to his house and pick him up. Just like, and I'm like, well, is he, is he expecting me? Is, you know, his car's like, well, we're not sure. Just go there, bang on the door or a wow. window and wake him up. <laughs> or a window. Yeah. So wait a second. So they tell me, yeah, if you go around the side of the house, just open the gate, start banging on like his porch window or whatever. So I'm like, are you sure that's not going to attract any attention? You want a black man <laughs> to go into this neighborhood, go around through the side gate, and start climbing into windows. <laughs> just start banging away. You it's know. totally legit. That totally seems legit. legit. So, needless to say, I go over there, knock on the front door. I, I'm not banging yet because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to You're work. not doing the cop knock. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to try to be too loud, because it's a quiet street, a quiet neighborhood. So I knock on the door like normal, ring, ring the, you know, the doorbell a couple times, wait, five minutes, nothing. I go to the side, open the gate, like you say, go in, you know, go around, to, there's a, like a, like a side door there leading out to some sort of patio area. It's kind of metal, so I bang on that, and that's nice and loud, so I'm like, alright. Either the cops, somebody's going to call the cops on me or this dude's going to wake up. So I do that for a little while until finally, <laughs> here he comes. It, and it's, 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 it's a young kid, too. I think he's like 20 or 21. He comes strolling out half asleep, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, what time is it? I'm like, bro, it's like quarter to nine. And he's like, oh, my God. And races back in and throws something on real fast. He comes out, and he's like, oh, my so sorry, you know, didn't hear the alarm and this and this. I'm like, hey, it's all cool by me. You know, you got to talk to the, you know, producers and director and all that. Right, right. But, you know, when you're, when you're the main, one of the main talent, you can only be so angry at him. I mean, he got a little bit of grief, but he was right back into it and they finished off their day, you know. Right. Don't let that be somebody else <laughs> that late for work <laughs> they just won't bring you back in you know 
Imagine if you were featured wow. extra and you were that and you were that late. Oh, they would just call somebody else and you're done. Oh yeah. It is a wrap. What are you doing here, man? Hey. Look at you! Oh, you're look so at you. Gross. You look great. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, Rafi? Fighting girls, man. Okay. Most of the people I get in fights with, to be honest with you, are women. Really? So uh, I'm kind of learning the defenses, uh, weak spots. I bet. It's erotic. Yeah. Oh. How are the guys? How's Brian? Kevin's good. Kevin's yeah. good. Tall guy? Pizza actually uh, currently pretending to be a cop. Oh, man, I did that for a while. <laughs> really? Yeah, what after a- September 11th. Should have known. Put a cop's uniform on. Got crazy pussy. Really? Yeah, I'll never forget. What we were talking about earlier with the explosion of British, Australian, you know, European actors coming in and playing American characters and what our audience thinks about that. How do we feel about this, America? Do we like this? Are we okay with this? Or do we just feel like if they're doing a good job, then schmad to the rest? I think it's going to be the latter. I do. Schmad to the rest? I think they'll be like, if they're doing a good job, eh. I just think it's interesting at the double standard where you can have a British movie series like Harry Potter say we will absolutely not hire any American actors, period, period, period. Whereas an American movie would never be allowed to say anything like that. You might not hire any foreign actors, but you would certainly not ever, no studio would ever say that. Oh, yeah. True. Now... Maybe they weren't smart for actually airing that out there. I can't even think of a show on television right now that doesn't have at least one British and or Australian actor as one of their lead characters. And I think that that is, I don't well, know. I, I don't think know the scary thing is people might say, well, what about this show? What about that show? And I'm like, I think you'd be surprised if, if, if they heard their main actors, what they really sound like. Because I, I was I was watching, you know, on HBO um Boardwalk Empire, and they have like this featurette, you know, where, where the, some of the actors are talking about the seasons and stuff. And there's quite mm-hmm. a few um, British actors on there playing distinctly American roles. And and when I heard what they really sound like, absolutely floored, it's, absolutely it's floored. How? Well, you watch Walking Dead too. I mean, and you have a scene with. Oh, hold you know, on. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, Hello. That's the phone. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe they won't stop calling. Maybe stop calling. Okay, stop calling. Yeah. As you were saying, I'm sorry. I was just saying, you take a show like Walking Dead, where these characters are obviously southern, and you have Rick and Maggie, who are hardly in any scenes together, but when they are, you realize they're the only two cast members with seriously southern Georgia accents, and they're both British. Yeah. And that's odd. And, you know, when we were talking about our boy last week, uh, Chiwetel, Edgy yep. 4 playing, you know, in 12 Years a Slave, how do we feel about these non-American actors playing distinctly American stories where they could have, and could, I mean, why couldn't an American I, I, do it? I, I, Are we reaching into territory where, you know, it was a, a big Thing in you know the 50s and 60s and, and 40s where white actors would just play everybody with makeup on and obviously that's frowned upon you know rolling I, around I, in I, I will Asian say, face and yeah I will say for in like Chewie's case um, 
Uh, he's a damn fine actor. Like, I'm not and, disputing and that. And, see, and that's, he, that's the thing that I can't argue with, it, though. It's like... Right. I have a feeling that when he went and and auditioned for that, you know, maybe they just wanted him to read just to sort of see it. I'm pretty sure they were like, he's pretty damn good. And yeah. I, and I, I have a feeling he probably beat out, you know, who, you know, I don't necessarily think, I don't necessarily think if it, even if it is a distinctly American story, especially, you know, something that happened uh, 200 some odd years ago, you know, it's not like there's any black people right now that can say like, I remember that, you know, trust me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You, know, you weren't there. Here's- so, but so I think in that case, you, you especially, especially a hardcore movie like that. I mean, that movie is deep. So you need an actor who I need a, I need an actor who's going to bring it and <laughs> and and he brought it. You know, so I, I still truly brought it. I still need to see it because I already know that's a movie where I'm just going to be depressed as all hell throughout. So I need to get my psyche straight before sitting down for that you know two some odd hours mm-hmm. of just great movie but pure depression. It's like oh. So that, I mean, I haven't seen Here's it yet. Here's where it bothers me. I'm, I'm just going to say, I had a conversation with the casting director a few years ago, and she just briefly mentioned in passing having, you know, that they only meet actors in a showcase situation or an agent will bring by, you know, if an agent that they know calls them up and they're like, I have this hot new actor from Australia, can we set up a meet and greet? And they'll do that. And that bothers me because it feels like if you come from Australia, if you come from the UK, if you lie like Robert Pattinson and say you went and studied at Oxford or, or you know, you could be Joe Schmo nobody from England and you can say you went to the Dramatic Academy and no one will check and no one will know the difference. You come to the United States and you sort of have this cred that and almost but a leg up on the competition. But that's that's but unfortunately that's that's the nature of the industry. It's it's if I can be Joe Schmo whoever, but if I happen to know this one person that gives me a leg up. You know what I'm saying? Well, it just makes me feel like I, when I decided to move to New Orleans, I almost decided to move to London because I have family there and, you know, live there for a year and then come back to the United States and say that I was British and just see how that would roll out. Like, I say, (laughs) absolutely. That was definitely an option on the table for me. I would to just go and live with my cousins in, in London for a you know nine months or whatever, and, and then, then come, come back to the United States as a British actress, I and see because my British accent's pretty convincing, and to see because I've had British friends that told me that you know when they just heard me do the accent before they actually met me, mm-hmm. they didn't know, and so to come back to the United States and then bust bust out my best Laquisha during an audition. <laughs> Laquisha, nice. <laughs> nice. And they're like, this British girl can do American urban like nobody's business. I wouldn't be mad at you. Roll out, you I, know? I wouldn't be mad at you if you did that. I'm like, hey, look, it's it, it it's 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 just the nature of the beast. Look, however you get the leg up I mean 
trust me, it's not natural to want to just outright lie about it. But look, whatever gets you in, because then once you're in, they can't deny your talents. They can't deny if you're good. You know what I mean? I know somebody famous, somebody famous, somebody famous that sucked a dick for a sad card. So listen, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes. Wait a second. I'm not saying I'm going to go that far. one second. But <laughs> now, we cannot, cannot. We are glossing right over that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We cannot say who that is. No. Mm-mm. But I'm going to tell you right now. You have to tell me who that is. I'll <laughs> oh no! You, you'll tell me when we're not recording. I will tell you later. <sighs> oh, nice work, buddy. Good workout. Were you hard? Yeah. Concept of extinguishing a human life really gets me aroused. Jesus, Rafi. It's called a murder boner. Oh God. We're going to move on to this new segment that we're going to have here on the TCAT podcast. It's, uh, I'm going to make it our um, twice daily, bi weekly, semi annual segment <laughs> called Words of Wisdom by Jaden Smith. It's a wise man. Wise man. Now, now, for those of you that don't know, Jaden Smith is the progeny of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. Very famous, very well known. People, especially Will Smith, who at one time was the you know biggest actor in the world, he's probably still there in the top five. Mm-hmm. And this is his son Jaden, who is pretty damn deep. If you don't know, for those of you that follow him on Twitter, his his Twitter handle is at official Jaden. It's it's this is stuff that Gandhi would probably read and be like, God dang, that's deep. Deepness. Deepness. <laughs> and there's this one here that I saw that I was like, pretty good. It says here, and he put this on, this is a little while back. Hold, hold on one second. Are, are, you, are you opening a bag there, dear? Okay. I'll let you get it because it's, it's kind of loud. Can you hear the chips behind me? Can you? Uh, I heard the bag. Oh, you heard the bag, yeah. I'm, I'm just letting her get the bag in. And something from the freezer. And now something in the fridge. <laughs> Back into the freezer. Wait, wait, wait. Back in the fridge. Wait, we're back in the fridge. Nope. Close the fridge. Grab, grab the baggage. There we go. I'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Getting back to Jane Smith. It's a pretty deep Twitter feed. And um, this one posting he has from uh, October 12th. It says... I encourage you all to unfollow me so I can be left with the people who actually appreciate philosophy and poetry. Hmm. And then one of his most recent ones, which was on the 13th of November, states, and again, these are just absolute gems. 
if you turn the state of Alabama into one giant farm, the land area could grow enough food to support 10 billion people. Where is he getting his facts? Well, that concludes our segment, Word of Wisdom by Jaden Smith. Again, like I said, we'll be doing this, you know, twice daily, bi-weekly, semi-annually, kind of a, kind of a deal. Now, now and then. Now, yeah, now and then. I think most people um, realize that um, that segment is not to be taken as I am endorsing Jane Smith in any way. Um, I don't like to endorse children of famous people. I find these kids to be uh, annoying, snobs. Uh, they feel that they are entitled. Uh, most of them are stupid, i.e. all of the Kardashians. Um, really kind of starts and ends with them. They're like the alpha and omega of dumb family, dumber kids, that annoyance, you know, all wrapped into one. But this Jaden guy, he's he's working his way down there, you know, in terms of of self importance, where he actually kind of thinks that these he thinks that these are sort of philosophical musings he's putting out there. He's got one though that's blowing my mind. I oh. don't know. I don't know. Which one? Okay, what what is it? And this is just because of me personally. Mm-hmm. If a bookstore never runs out of a certain book, does that mean that nobody reads it or everybody reads it? <laughs> Damn, Don. Damn. <laughs> deep. That's so deep. Even. <laughs> that is wow. blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> if they never run out of that book, what, what does that mean? <laughs> Does this mean that they just keep ordering it? Or does nobody buy this? Mysteries of the universe. That is a mystery of the universe right there. Mystery of the universe. I can't even. I could watch her walk out of a room for hours. My sister's body is bonkers. I hope you are hitting that. You know what? I have an idea. Jerk off party? No. Let's do this. No. I like where this is going. Okay. Put it away and just listen to me. Oh, man. Well... I don't know. I think uh I think I think I'm basically done. Yeah. 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 I think we're we done. are we we argue for about an hour. Yeah, we got through some stuff. We got through some good stuff. Um I, I want to remind everybody out there. We we definitely want to hear from you. Definitely. We, any feedback you have on any on anything? Questions, suggestions, um anything you just want to say, we'll read it. Doesn't matter what it says. I'm going to put it out there. Specifically, I want to know how do you all feel about these, you know, British and and Australian actors playing American characters? Do you care? Does it bother you? Are you cool with it? That's what Sheree wants to know. I'm not asking if they're hot and or attractive because we all know that is the case. I am asking how you feel about them taking away American jobs. As she goes on a... (laughs) <laughs> geopolitical rant. Because we're not going to get into the merits of the Hemsworth brothers. We're just not. This is not what we're talking about here. I will say, one side note for the Hemsworth brothers, because uh, I went with 
I went with my girl to to see Thor to the Dark World, and I took her to see her and her sister. Her sister came with her husband to see the first Thor. Mm-hmm. And in the first Thor, when he takes off his shirt, there's two of them <laughs> sat up in their chair. <laughs> and the rest of you look at them like, okay, that's fine. And then in this movie, gratuitous scene, no shirt on. He's like wet, you know. And then I looked at her and I said, well, there you go. That was just for you. That was just for and She looked at me like, what? what? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, it's fine. There it is. 15 seconds of the trip to the store. So, see, I mean, so look Marvel's for, got it right. See? They know. They know. For the ladies, I'm not going to argue with it. You got your eye candy. Take it and run. Got it. <laughs> got it. I just want to know from people out there, send me anything else. I don't care what it is. Send it in. Whatever you got. We'll take it to heart. We'll read it. We'll do it. We'll roll with it. We'll make it happen because eh, the show is flexible like that. Mm-hmm. Remember, our email address is tcadpodcast, that's T-C-A-D podcast, at gmail.com. Send it to us there. Uh, you can find this podcast. Well, if you're listening to it now, you're either listening to it on hipcast.com. You can look us up under TCAD. Or uh, we're also on iTunes. And you can also look for us. Typing in TCAD uh, when you search through podcasts, and you'll find us there. So um, definitely share it around, share it with your friends. You know, they just want to kind of listen to like-minded people like themselves, talk about industry, rant and rave, and hopefully they'll get a good laugh out of it and and have some fun. Um, But before we go, uh, we have to – we have to – you know, do our thank yous, as always. And, of course, as always, ladies first. Okay. So, Ms. Stewart, I will let you do your thank yous first. Well, this is a personal thank you for me to my boobs, I will say. This is a thank you to my boobs, because my boobs have saved my life. Oh. I I work as, as an artist and, you know, as a as a painter and and. Uh, part-time as a sculptor um, when I'm not acting and I was stabbed in the chest by a giant mechanical turkey had I not had boobs I I might have died <laughs> but uh, as instead instead I have like four nice puncture holes right in the titty meat and I'm still alive so thanks boobs for saving my life I'm going to get that and now you know <laughs> music and I'm going to put it right there That's, that was pretty awesome um, I don't well I don't know if my thank yous compare but uh, <laughs> I want to thank uh, I want to thank Eddie Murphy uh, mm. Michelle Obama mm-hmm. Rainbows mm. I want to thank the number 12 it's helpful I want to thank football mm-hmm. I want to thank John Stewart I want to thank Direct Deposit. <laughs> I want to thank Hot Water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I want to thank, most of all, the mm-hmm. man that makes this all possible, mm-hmm. George Clooney. As always, George, standing invitation to come on the show. 
You know you do. Especially since you're the one that started all this. <laughs> so, whenever you're ready, we are here. I also want to thank you, Ms. Stewart. This has been great. Thank you, Mr. Chambers. Thank you, Always a pleasure. It, it, it is tons of fun. I want to thank everybody out there listening. Um, I'm going to thank myself. Zay. It ain't easy being this awesome. Until next time, people. We'll be back. See ya. Actors are always coming from a place of fear. Oh, my God, they're not going to like me, or I hope I don't screw it up. You come to understand that, first of all, every time an actor walks in the door, um, the producer, the director, is praying that you're the solution to their problem. So first and foremost, you have to sort of change your attitude about how you audition. You say, I'm afraid of losing this job. You can't lose anything that you don't have. It's all house money that you're gambling with. You walk in without the job, you walk out without the job. You don't have it before, you don't have it after, nothing's different. So it sort of takes the shackles off of you. Well, look, worst thing that happens is I don't get a job that I already don't have. Once I figured that part out, it was very freeing.